It's Jensen Ackles' birthday today, guys. Happy birthday. <gasps> oh, happy birthday. This is all stuff I'm going to have to cut out. Why? Why? That's it's Jensen Ackles' birthday. Not the Jensen Ackles part. Not that part. The, that the was the most stuff. wholesome thing we've said. <laughs> To re-record "Happy Birthday, Jensen Ackles." No, I think that that was the right. Uh, no, the let's. Right. I want to. I want to make sure we really get it right. Oh my god! Well, Happy, I, I want to make sure this we get it right too. This is definitely the intro now. This is this is definitely the intro. Now. Let's <laughs> sing it. Ready, guys? One, no. two, three. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jensen Ackles. Happy birthday to you. It's not going to air on his birthday. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's fine. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> I'm just going to start the show. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, welcome to well. another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. Uh, I am Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, our Pajiba TV editor, Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And... Uh, what did you name yourself this week? Toad the Wet Hoodie, Dustin Rolls. Ew. Hello, Dan. That's should gross. Be, first of all, it should be Toad the Wet Blowfish if you're going to do that. Yeah. It's not. Oh, that does make more sense. Or Hootie yeah. the Wet Sprocket. Yeah. Um, swing and a miss, Dustin, but you know, they can't <laughs> all be winners. Come nice, on. nice try. <laughs> I did have a thought, uh, Dustin, when um, at some point you put in... So, so on the podcast, you like to say you're welcome quite a bit. Yes. Uh, and you're welcome. Uh, you, you said it in Slack at some point, and it made me laugh because I thought I, I that it made me think of that meme where it's like the you know how what I think I look like versus what I actually look like. You know that uh-huh. that meme, and I thought that in your head, it it sounds like uh, like The Rock as Maui in uh, in Moana when you're saying you're welcome, but what it actually looks like. Is Chevy Chase and Community in the musical episode where he's singing "You're Welcome"? <laughs> and I may make that graphic still, but uh, that's just please like do. That. Um, oh, that could be the header photo. I don't want to give you ideas. It might no. be the header photo. Who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, uh, what are we talking about this week? Um, I've already forgotten. Wandavision. We'll talk about Wandavision. Um, Bear Town, because Dustin demanded it. Uh, That's right. But first, what is everyone drinking? I I am drinking. Um, so I <laughs> I am drinking Stella, and now Stella is one of these popular grocery store brands, I think. Uh, yeah. And I got it at Trader Joe's, and it has a different label than the Stella I get at Hannaford's. Is it not Stella? Are you? It's Stella Artois. No, no, that's a beer. I'm talking about the, the Stella. The, oh, the, the wine. wine. Why would I yeah. realize that you're talking about a wine? Who do? Yeah, I thought you were talking about the beer. Have yeah. I ever drank Stella Artois? I don't well, know. I don't know, but you drink that's wine like, and beer. If you say Stella yeah, to somebody, yeah. they think the beer. Yeah, Stella Artois, isn't that like a fake imported no. beer or something? It's an imported beer. It's not fake. Yeah. No, it's not fake, but it's like imported like Corona is imported, right? It's like, it's still like a mass. Well, it's, yeah, it's still, yeah. But 
Anyway, so you're drinking Stella the Stella. Wine. <laughs> Stella the Wine, which has a different label at Trader Joe's than Stella the Wine at uh, the regular grocery store. Is it? Are you sure it's the same flavor? Is it the same vintage? I, I could not tell you that. I don't know. <laughs> is there a name on it that says, like, what type of wine it is? It's a Pinot Grigio, and I think it's probably the same. Okay. At yeah. Hannaford's. But... You know, when you go to Trader Joe's, you don't get, it's very, you don't, you never see brands that you see in the regular grocery store. So it was interesting to see that. I thought. That's not true. No, no, I see I mean, plenty of the same brands. The alcohol maybe, but like in the regular, you don't like find craft or. Well, no, but yeah, but if Rayos. you're talking about wine, then yeah, you, you find the same brands of wine elsewhere other than oh, Charles Shaw. But no, really I, know. yeah, you, you, yeah, Trader Joe's has their own specific knockoffs of all the other brands. Except for wine, apparently. But they well, just do Charles Shaw. <laughs> right. That's not unusual. Sometimes they'll have, make a deal with a, you know, and put, I mean, all the food that they have for the most part anyway, except maybe some of their frozen stuff is other manufacturers and they just have a deal and they put their own label on it. Right. Oh. So, yeah, like you're buying Trader Joe's mac and cheese, but it's probably Annie's. <laughs> like, yeah, just Aww. in a slightly different box. Yeah, it's just in a box. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of, I mean, they, they, great. They, yeah, I mean, they don't make all of that food themselves, I'm sure. I think the frozen stuff they probably do because they have a lot of frozen things. But that everything you can't tastes find. So, I mean, distinctive at Trader Joe's. The stuff that I eat there, I don't eat from anywhere else. And maybe that's because I seek that particular stuff out at Trader Joe's only. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure if you're eating some of their cereals or whatever, it's probably from known manufacturers. And and actually, they also sell non-Trader Joe's brand cereals and stuff sometimes, too. I don't know. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, I think they have some, like, organic. Some of their, some, some of their lines where it has to be, like, even crunchier will be, like, a not Trader Joe's brand. Um, and, like, their cheese section. It's not all Trader Joe's cheese. Oh, that's oh, yeah, right. And the cheese, they do have a really extensive cheese section. They do. And, that, and, that, and that's the thing, the thing, the reason why Trader Joe's is so profitable is in cheese? such a small space. No, it's because <laughs> they uh, only have, uh, they don't have choices. You get... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not looking at a wall of maple syrup. You're looking at... You get... You know, you can get a different kind of pickles, but not different brand of pickles. Right. Yeah. Except the cheese, there is, like, a huge selection. As there should be. There is no one-size-fits-all cheese. a lot of different kinds of cheeses. Yeah. That's true. But they should, like, really invest in a deli counter, you know? No, because they would... They... Can't have people backed up. Think about the lines. Maybe, but man, that's the thing. I mean, I have to go to Trader Joe's and Hannaford's every week anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. Sometimes Whole Foods, too. What are we doing? We're talking about grocery stores again. Food as normal. We're talking about Trader Joe's on on this TV podcast. I apologize for getting us off the grid again here. 
apparently, this is the part that people like. So, uh, oh yeah, I can't so, believe so, I don't think Dustin's ever apologized for derailing us before. I was expecting Dustin to say his catchphrase, but uh, uh, my butt hurts. You're welcome. I don't know. Is that my catchphrase? I don't know. That is your catchphrase. Um, Did I tell Tori. you I fell down the stairs? Um, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, whiskey. What is it? Monkey Good shoulder. I still have my bottle of monkey shoulder and I uh, added some seltzer to it. I don't know. It's really windy and cold and my power may go out. So I figured just go whiskey straight to with whiskey. seltzer. Yeah. I added some, you know, it's a blood orange. It's my usual crap. Blood orange, lemonade, polar seltzer. Although I was really excited. I, um, so Polar is like my seltzer brand and they, every year for Valentine's Day, they put out like mystery bottles um, and they usually have some cute, there might be a couple flavors, but it, it's mostly just like their, it'll have just a Valentine's Day uh, label on it. And usually there's like a, a red flavor and a, a black flavor. And this year, I did not see the red flavor if there was one. There was just a black flavor that said something like, I think it was like blackberry champagne flavored seltzer, but it um, it's a mystery. It doesn't say that. It's a, like very tiny print. Uh, but it said, I'm not single. I'm just quarantining or something like that. And then the, <laughs> the back of it was uh, two hearts for eyes and a frowny face. <laughs> Um, and it was just like, it was literally like walking into a grocery store or in my case, the gas station liquor store, um, in town <laughs> and just looking at, you know, looking at the cooler and just getting slapped in the face by a seltzer bottle. Um, it was, it was so dark and funny. Um, but it was delicious. I drank it. It was fine. I, I should add that I am also drinking a polar. Uh, seltzer along with the wine, but not together. Is it the, is it the Valentine's I, Day one? No, it's just lime, just regular old polar lime. They have so many options. <laughs> Speaking of things that have like a lot of options. Yeah, and you, you you're not limited by what the gas station brings in, so. Yeah. You really should should be able to expand your horizons there. But what's wrong with lime? I mean, it's fine, I it's, guess. It's a mixer. It's not... I mean, you never buy like lime that. seltzer to drink. You buy it to oh. put in a cocktail. I like the lime. Better than, like, the, whatever, black cherry or... There is nothing wrong with black cherry. Pomegranate? Oh, pomegranate's pretty good, too. Yep. We did get... We got a pomegranate, a mandarin, and two limes. The mandarin's pretty good. I the ones I don't like are like vanilla. Like I don't want vanilla oh, yeah. so that's, or like yeah, that's weird. Yeah, or uh, I don't know how I feel about like Georgia peach. Oh, I would like that if they had offered that here. <laughs> oh yeah, they've got those. Is Polar now? I've never had Polar. So is Polar your preferred uh, seltzer brand? Yes. Mine is Lacroix. I think it might be out of where is it Massachusetts? Lacroix, they often are out of because everybody gets it. Although it's insane how much money we are fucking spending on water. It's insane. <laughs> Polar Polar is uh, $4 for a 12 pack and uh, Lacroix is 4.50 for a 12 pack. And you can get a 12 pack of Dr Pepper for like $1.99. Yeah, but that's going to kill you. I I understand that, but there's like so many more ingredients. This is fucking water. With like a <laughs> dash of lime in it, and we buy uh, well, 
producer Seth is here this week, although he's in quarantine. Well, I actually haven't seen him. He's been here for three and a half days. I haven't seen him once. Uh, <laughs> although I is he still stuff. locked in the room? <laughs> he's still locked in the room, uh, and I, we've left a couple of things outside of the house so that he could come and get it. Like uh, my wife made steamed dumplings yesterday, and we left some for him. Does he have to like go to the bathroom outside of the house, or do you let him use a bathroom? No, no, he's got uh, the guest room has uh, a bathroom that we that next to it that we usually use but we've locked that part of the house off oh so we have also lost access to that bathroom oh but that is the the only thing that's really different (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i would have kept the bathroom and given him a bucket but you know (laughs) it's very strange because he's in our house, and yet I'm still communicating with him as though he's in still in Los Angeles. I mean, do you ever just, like, raise your voice? Like, if you were to say, hey, Seth, right now, really loudly, would he hear you? Probably not. Not from here. No. Um, Although the kids did FaceTime me once. <laughs> from the and they started screaming, can you hear us from down here? <laughs> I was going to say, you should do, you should put your AirPods in and go on a field trip, like walk up to his door (laughs) with us, like on air. Just start pounding and then run away. (laughs) So, uh, so he'll be free when? Next week. He'll be free on Friday. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Just leave dumplings outdoors for him. (laughs) There's your mail and your dumplings and hamantash. It was a there's one weekend of the year where if you're Jewish you make hamantashen, and that was this week, so that was nice. Ooh, we left some of those. Do you guys know what hamantashen is? Uh, I do not. I thought they're, they were the cookies, but am I wrong? Yes, they're they are cookies. They're like delicious uh, jam filled. Jam filled, co- yeah. I mean, they're kind of like Linzer tarts, only they're three pointy yes. and and yeah. Yes. Oh, those sound great. This is not a Hamantaschen podcast, though. It could be. It should be. <laughs> My wife makes the best Hamantaschen. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I like our food pod. The problem is if we actually fully pivoted into being a food podcast, we'd probably just spend the whole time talking about television. Probably. Yeah, that's actually the, the danger of it. Yeah. On Sunday, my wife made hamantaschen and steamed buns. I mean, come on. Wait, I want to make those, but I'm too from scratch. In- yeah, I'm too intimidated. Oh, they were amazing. But like, uh, they were pork steamed buns. Oh, Jesus Christ, they were good. Oh man, were they hard? Did it take a lot of time? Uh, it took the better part of an afternoon. Yeah, you like gotta make the dough, and then you had to let the sit the dough sit for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And then you form the buns and then you put all the stuff inside of it. But the stuff is pre-cooked, right? Oh, no, no. We made that from scratch, too. No, I know. But I mean, like, you you, you cook the filling no, no, first. No, no. You put it in there and it cooks and then it with cooks. the steaming. Oh. Mm. We got the, the fancy steamer things, like the bamboo steamers. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we can make these. They they look like the ones in the bow, the yeah. short, the Pixar short. So they look like that. Right. Like 
like bow. Standard standard Chinese steaming baskets. Yeah. Yes, but from our home. <laughs> right. In Portland, Maine. That's right. <laughs> you make it sound like these are a new invention. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like you can get them at restaurants. Right. But this is a home in yes. Portland, Maine. There, it's, there are so many homes that have them. <laughs> I made, um, speaking of having to wait for dough to rise, <laughs> I made homemade pizza, um, but I've been having oh. a problem because I've been going through all of the King Arthur flour pizza recipes. If you just like enter pizza mm-hmm. into their search engine, you end up with like a hundred different recipes and all of them require the dough to rise for like 12 hours. And I'm like, but, but, no, you got to use the pizza yeast. No, it's, it's normal yeast. It's not that it's pizza yeast. It's just... They have, it's just King Arthur flour is like entirely too pretentious, but it, they're great recipes. Um, but I finally found, I like did some digging and I, cause I'm like, my problem is when I think I want pizza that night, I want it like in three hours. Yeah. It's like, I can make dough and you know, but I, I don't have time to like make it the day before. So, um, so I finally found one that was like their quickest pizza or whatever. And you know, and it only took a couple hours. And so I made, um, but it was it was designed for like parties, so you're supposed to make like four pizzas out of it. So I like halved it, but still had enough dough for two pizzas. So I decided to make two pizzas, and so I made a pizza for my husband because all he he's very basic. All he wanted was pepperoni, and okay. I was and I was like, if I'm making a fancy pizza, I want like prosciutto and arugula and shaved like parmesan. Oh. I wanted to yeah yeah. So I made my own pizza, and so that night we ate an entire pizza by ourselves and it was wonderful. Uh, and then we were very full and I'm already thinking I might just make it that like our Friday tradition. I'm just always going to make two pizzas. Cause I realized I just, it's nice not to share. It is. It really is. <laughs> Seriously. Like I could make halvesies, but like, or I could just make my own goddamn pizza. I love not sharing. And my kids have learned not to share. It's like their thing. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not sharing. I mean, it's but a we survival make, mechanism. <laughs> Molly makes pizza from like the king. I, I don't. Know, it's King Arthur flour, but I don't know. It's not the King Arthur flour recipe because she can make it in like thirty minutes. Um, I'm sure if you just don't let it rise as long, you can just put it in the oven anytime. <laughs> specific pizza yeast. Like if I don't get the pizza yeast, she's like, "Oh, I can't do this because it'll take hours." Oh. So I have to get the pizza yeast. I didn't get uh, all the recipes of theirs I, I looked at call for like normal, you know, instant yeast or like active, but you're still letting it sit for a while. But I did mm-hmm. get special pizza flour from them that you're supposed to use to make those like Neapolitan thin crust, like oh. bubbly, bubbly, like artisan pizzas. So I got to, but uh-huh. again, that to make that dough, it takes 12 hours. So I, I want to make it. I just need to want to make it a day in advance. What did you make this week, Dan? Uh, I made a uh, Kahlua pig and cabbage, which is like a Hawaiian thing. I oh, mean, I, I had to make the, you know, the the cheat version because normally, uh, if you're doing it the traditional Hawaiian way, you have to dig a pit in the in your backyard and then like, <laughs> you know, make an oven out of hot stones and cook it that oh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a thing. So uh, I did the version where you make it in your oven. And you use some liquid smoke, so your apartment smells like smoke. But, uh, but or it smells like you know liquid smoke. But uh, it's good. 
Yeah. Very what was, easy. What was keeping you from digging a hole? Come on. Uh, well, let's start with I do not have a backyard, so there's that. Oh. Um, I also don't have the right kind of rocks. Uh, I feel like I would probably get in trouble. Uh, there's probably a gas line somewhere that I would probably hit, knowing my mm-hmm. luck. And, <laughs> How uh, deep do these have to be? I mean, deep enough. <laughs> my, my, my father-in-law does bean hole day uh, once a year. And <laughs> that's where you dig a hole and you heat the rocks and you cook beans in the ground for like 10 hours or something. Does he also do cornhole day? No. <laughs> but the bean hole beans are amazing. Wait, is it baked beans? Uh, so, yeah, they taste like that, but you bake them in the ground with hot stones. Are they in a container, or do you spoon them out of the hole? No, you put them <laughs> in, like, a pot in the ground. Oh, okay, that's And that's the same, same thing, right, Dan, that you do? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if you're doing it the normal way, you know, again, right. there's, like, a, like, you have, like, a whole pig. So, obviously, I did not have that, because, uh, that would be insane. <laughs> but for, for one person, that would be too much. You get a small pig. I could. like a, a baby pig. Then. A Vietnamese pot a belly cute pig. Little baby pig. Yeah. yeah, and you'd have enough for leftovers, but it wouldn't be unmanageable. Like, yeah, you have it for a pet for three years, and yeah. then you cook it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I although, mean, eventually you know, the vet bills are too high, and you just want to eat it. <laughs> in in uh, one, I'm glad that my nephews do not listen to this because they'd be very upset at that at the do, whole. Does your nephew have a pig? Uh, he does not, but I'm sure he would want. <laughs> you should get him a pig. Um, but well, and then eat it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> gotta learn. Uh, but I will say, uh, where I grew up, there are there is actually a small population of wild pigs that will wander by the house every once in a while, and um, they're called thought, feral the thoughts, hogs. Thoughts cross my Man. mind. I'm not gonna say it. No, How they're not. They? They're not. They don't get big like that. They're pretty small. I mean, they can get pretty big, but. Um, uh, do they look delicious? They look, uh, yeah, they look, they look pretty good. Yeah. Pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, but. Oh man, I feel like we spent so much time talking about food. We're never going to get to the game this week. Oh, we're definitely not getting the game. Oh, damn, damn it. it. Damn it. Uh, I mean, well, what you know what? The one I, thing I, should... I said, I wanted to play the game this week. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh. Uh, it, we probably should talk about TV at some point. Mm. This this is uh, well, if Dan would stop derailing us with talk of delicious pigs. Like, this is true. Um, also, I'm drinking uh, Einstock. <laughs> it's an Icelandic beer. Uh, I've had it before. Oh look, uh, it was just. Uh, oh, it is a rerun. <laughs> what? I thought for a second it was like something new. No, it's no, I've had. It, I, I mean, I haven't had it in a while, but I've had it before. Um, it's uh, it's good. It's a mild, yeah, solid, mild beer. Mm. All right. So, Stella. so uh, we've wasted so much time on food. No time for segues. Uh, Dustin Riverdale, please tell us what happened. You know, this was a, a fairly boring episode. Uh, Archie started a football <laughs> team, and Hiram tried to derail it. The end. Oh, and and the end. In order to like fuck with Riverdale High, Hiram uh, lit Archie's house on fire. So his what is the high school in his house? No, but like Art, he's pissed off because Archie started a football team. You know, what? Dustin, you almost cleared the ten word barrier. Yeah, and then you just and then you just decided at the very end you had to add one more thing. Fire, yeah, arson, yeah, yeah. It's they just used, so much used to happen in every episode, and suddenly it's like 
not that much is happening anymore. Well, they're adults now, so you know the show's yeah. got to buckle down and, and reflect the age change. It's getting more right, serious. True. There's only one arse in this episode. Right now that they're <laughs> 25, yeah, life a, is very different. And they just magically become unlicensed school teachers or whatever. <laughs> and also I have to sit through those three and a half minute commercial breaks. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, Dustin, some people would say that uh, you could, uh, if you had a, a cable subscription, then you'd be able to use a digital video recorder device, <laughs> at which point yeah. you'd be able to fast forward through the commercials. I currently have, like, the Hulu cable, whatever. And no, 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 I'm saying, like, a proper box. Yeah, get a box. Right. Reputable get a company box. like Spectrum, no. you know? <laughs> Do Spectrum make their own originals, Dan? You know, it turns out they do make their own television shows. That, um, wow. You know, two seasons of uh, LA's Finest. LA's Finest and, uh, and uh, Mr. Mercedes. Mr. Mercedes. Oh, yeah. uh, no, no, Mr. Mercedes was uh, DirecTV. Oh, that's right. That's and, so hard. Uh, it's so now hard on to Netflix. Tell. Right? They did a season of, uh, of uh, what was that? Uh, Mad About You reboot, you know? Did that, that. was nobody oh, saw. Yeah. Uh, Spectrum. Uh, that insane show about driving through London that had Sean Bean in it, <laughs> uh, which I tried to watch. And uh, you know what? I didn't finish it, but it's still there waiting for me on Spectrum Original. <laughs> and then they had that gothic show that we talked about, and I can never remember the name. I don't even remember talking about it. Uh the actor there. We only talked about it because there's some actor who was in it who I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Riggins. No. What? He was no in idea. Waco, right? Yes, he was. Oh yeah. Anyway, neither here nor there. Wait, uh, Riggins just signed on to a new show with somebody great, and I don't remember who what it was. Isn't that the the European one? No, it European was not. Show? No. Josh Hartnett. One. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, yes. He was in okay. that Holy, some no, no. kind of gothic show. Taylor Kitsch to join Chris Pratt in The Terminalist conspiracy thriller series at Amazon. Uh, okay, he's not great, but it means that people will watch it. Will they? Everybody likes Chris Pratt, even the people that hate Chris Pratt. I can't really find Chris stuff on Pratt. Amazon. I feel like Taylor Kitsch and Josh Hartnett should do a show together and just like I agree, yeah. You know, like just put the, if their powers combine, maybe you know it would be the greater than the sum of the parts. I'm just saying. Sure, <laughs> one Kitsch plus one Hartnett equals one Worthington. No, no, no. no. What no. the hell, Dustin? I don't understand your math. <laughs> That's just, I do understand your math, but it's inverted and wrong. It's a blasphemous math. What's the last Nothing. thing Worthington has done? Not counting. Nobody remembers. Not, not counting the Avatar 5 movies that I we're all very you. excited Literally, for. nobody remembers. That's the power of, of Worthington. <laughs> Is his first name Sam? Yes. He's, Does he he's, still act? He's a... He's a He's asleep, I'm asleep, thinking he, about him sleeping. He is it's... making the greatest cinema franchise oh in God. history. I'm just so offended that you tried to compare <laughs> Josh Hartnett and Taylor Kitsch to Sam Worthington. Okay, wait, I do have to know if Sam Worthington has ever done television, because... He did a show called no, Manhunt. Nobody would remember. 
was Manhunt Australian or did we just blank it out? Maybe we all watched it. No. Just don't remember. None this of us. This was in no. 2017. Oh, the first season of Manhunt. No. Do you know what that is? I only know about it because season two of Manhunt is a Spectrum original. <laughs> which is oh. true. <laughs> oh, shit. He started elsewhere and ended up on Spectrum. No, he wasn't on season two because uh, a different story. It's an anthology. Oh. Um, so they didn't even get the... Well, that's probably good for them. He's got four Avatar movies coming up. He's busy. Right? Yeah. So, okay, real yeah. talk. Does anyone, I know this is a television podcast, but <laughs> does anyone actually think those Avatar sequels are going to happen? Like, we've been waiting over a decade. No. Seriously, <laughs> I heard a podcast where uh, with um, Kate Winslet, and she was like, yeah, I filmed scenes for those movies like two years ago. Yeah. No, I feel like they're never going to, like, James Cameron will die before they're done. Or even if we she get one, we're not going to get whole, the other three. He has a whole entire city built, basically, where they're filming these movies. Look, I just feel like like George R. R. Martin and James Cameron are holed up together, and they're literally just <laughs> like playing chicken over who's going to release. Like, is it going to be winds? Four. Is it going to be Winds of Winter? Or is it going to be <laughs> Avatar two through five? I kind There's of four more of those movies coming. Jesus, I kind of hope that. That this has all been a long documentary that that he's making, like he's actually making a documentary about like the Hollywood machine. <laughs> but to make his documentary, he had to trick everyone into thinking he's making four more Avatar movies. And it's how long can I string Hollywood yeah. along, thinking they're yeah, getting more like, Avatar? <laughs> look at how much money they've given me. And they keep give, they keep writing. I built checks. a whole city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to retire. I've already retired there. People don't know. <laughs> it's called the villages. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like this is an expose. I do too. We can, also, we can break you guys story. talk amongst yourself. I have to put wood in the fire. That's code for go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mute your mic. Oh. <laughs> he did not mute his mic. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> Oh, we're going to... Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, we really do need to talk so we don't hear anything. Uh, so, Dan... <laughs> nothing to hear. We can hear you! Yeah. Um, it's problematic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Satori, <laughs> what what did you watch on TV this week? Oh, um, I caught up on the very current series, The Great. Oh, okay. Uh, it is a Hulu original. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. It was really good. I knew it was going to be good, not just because it's called The Great, but um, because everyone said it was really good, and I, I like The Favorite. I like Tony McNamara. I expected mm. it to be really good. I don't know why I didn't watch it, like, six months ago when it came out. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter. That's why we have streaming. I yeah. caught up to it eventually. That's very much how I feel about The Great, except I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you have. You know what? Just keep holding on to that, because it will be there, and you'll get to it, and you'll be like, yeah. "This was this was worth the wait." I will get to it at some point. Yeah. Um, after after I'm done with Resident Alien, which was perfectly fine. Um, it continues to I be satisfactory. It's uh, it's wait what? <laughs> it continues to be satisfactory. It continues to be satisfactory. It is. Uh, what is it in high school meets expectations? Like the weird grades they would give you, like. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, there's uh, meets expectations, exceeds, exceeds expectations, expectations, and below expectations. Yeah, it's yeah. like meets expectations. It's like yeah. I get it. It's a it's a good. It's just a good show that I can have on. Um, you know, kind of like half watching. I can kind of do something else, or like just be on the internet, and then you know, I still get it. Like I understand what's happening. It's fine. Yeah. I feel there's like there's an alien. He looks and sounds like Alan Tudyk acting weird, uh, and uh, you know, and he's uh, he gets into hijinks in a town. Has anyone started to realize that he might be an alien, or are they still? Oh, uh, well, so they all just think he's weird, um, but okay. there's one kid in the town who can see him, who can see through his disguise. <gasps> so that kid has been like his nemesis through the first five episodes. Um, Wait, isn't but, that basically the plot of Invader Zim? Uh, I don't know. Oh, but God maybe. Damn it. Well, it's I not about know. seeing, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the uh, but anyway, the the as they got through it, they um, they got to a point. So the kid has been kind of like the thorn in his side this whole over the first several episodes. But they got to a point where he he had kind of won over he defeated the kid in that like he had tricked the parents into thinking that the kid has like psychological issues so like you got to send him away to a boring school and that's going to like fix him um but they they come to a truce and so they kind of agree uh that the kid basically says like i'm not gonna try to out you anymore but you gotta convince my parents to let me stay here and like stay in town um so they it seems like now they might be allies because that was the last episode. Oh. Um, and uh, in the meantime, he has dealt with uh, Alan Tudyk's the 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 human who he killed. Uh, <laughs> his wife showed up, uh, so he had to deal with that. Um, and uh, there's also a murder that still is unsolved that was in the pilot that I guess is the season long mystery kind of. Um, and uh, government people are are now like nearing getting close so hmm. lots of lots of plate spinning um while they you know deal with uh what's going on in this small colorado town outside of vancouver <laughs> everything is outside of vancouver it's just a matter yeah. of distance um so that's resident alien thank you for the it rest. is it is perfectly watchable <laughs> it's a show on television yeah <laughs> Uh, so how's the fire doing, Dustin? The fire's doing very well now. Thank you. Good. Did you flush the fire or did you let <laughs> it sit there? <laughs> no. Wait, Tori, do you not add? No, uh, one must add wood to the fire while you're doing this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Does I anyone sometimes... wake up in the middle of the night to put a log in the fire or do you just restart the fire in the morning? We don't restart it. We intentionally bought um, a fancier wood stove that holds embers longer. So you can pretty much go eight hours without. Um, Ours will make it probably six and a half to seven. So I usually, if I wake up early, it's still good to go. Yeah. Ours is, um, it has, well, technically I think it has like a 24 hour heat life or something like that because it's what? lined well it's lined with soapstone so that it takes longer to get going when you're starting the fire but once you get it cranking the stones have absorbed the heat so you can wait longer and it will continue radiating heat even as the fire dies down 
Um, but that doesn't help you if you have to restart the fire. It just means that, like, yeah, if you the do fire is leave... The hugest it, pain in the ass. Right. But if you do, like, if it does go out, you're not freezing. Like, literally, the stove is still putting off heat. It's just residual. Um, this is a TV podcast. Anyway, we're yeah, life... about wood. <laughs> but it's wintertime, <laughs> and we're in New England. Some right. people That's might right. care. That's true. Um, I have a gas uh, heater that sometimes I have to turn the switch on. Is that, do you have to do that during the podcast, or, or uh, you get chilly? Uh, not anymore, because now the weather's uh, back to, like, you know, 70s in the day. So, What's it at night? Uh, I don't know. It's like in the high fifties, maybe. Really? It's it's, uh, that's rough. I mean, like that's pretty cold for me. So it's nine degrees out here right now. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not cold. I'm just saying for me personally, I would already be cold. So <laughs> it's it's uh, I, I, I would just be I guess more cold. Yeah. Look, okay. I, I understand. I lived on the East Coast. All right. I get it. I lived in New York. Okay. I understand what is happening. Um, you know where else is very cold? Uh, the, yeah, the, the Swedes up in Beartown. Um, I thought we didn't have time for segues. Well, it, it, this one just presented itself. That's true. Uh, so, so Beartown, it's a new show on HBO Max. Uh, Produced by HBO Europe, based on the uh, Dustin by Rolls... HBO Nordic, actually. Uh, Dustin Rolls' uh, uh, book club uh, official selection, um, <laughs> Bear Town by Frederick Bachman. Um, Dustin, do you want to... Since is, I know that's kind of your actually, show. I mean, we all watch it, but you should you should take the lead, because it's your... I can take the lead, thing. but I'm very curious what you guys thought. It's basically... Um, uh, it's set in a small town in Sweden, where hockey is... is Everybody's obsessed with hockey, but it's not just an obsession. It's like the livelihood of the town depends on hockey. And like uh, the coach, a a player that escaped this small town to become an NHL player in Canada returns to coach the team. And um, is it clear to you guys what happened? Yes. Because okay, I, I so, stuck around after the pilot to watch the trailer, and also you had okay. already told I, me the yeah. synopsis that was... Yeah. Can I say it? Sure, yes. So the way you told me the show, you're like, it's Friday Night Lights with rape. And hockey. <laughs> Sexual assaults, yes. But, yes, it's rape. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was all I heard, and so I watched the whole first episode, and I'm like, it's just hockey. <laughs> Not that I was like eager for there to be sexual assault, right. but but yeah, no, I was because I had heard the same yeah. uh, synopsis from you, Dustin. That it, I, I, w- I was watching it with with kind of like a dread of like, oh god, when is it gonna yeah happen? But and you know who who is between having seen the first episode, correct? Right, because it is it it does have a they use a framing device where right. There, there's an action happening at the beginning and at the end of the episode that is clearly in the future based on, you know, the events that, ha- that will happen, but right. have not yet. I, it's, it's fascinating to see the show and, and to see the book, how they translated it. Because mm-hmm. there's so much warmth in the book and that warmth is missing from the show, but it's not a bad show. It's just different. And it's hard to be... 
I, I can understand why it would be difficult to uh, inject that warmth into a TV series in which there is a huge, uh, in which there's sexual assault. Because like when Landry, for instance, lost his watch and murdered someone. <laughs> Don't pander to me, Dustin. <laughs> it, it got, it, it didn't feel right. But, but it felt uh, warm. No, there was no warmth of that. I felt warm. That particular season. Oh, well, okay, you liked it because you haven't seen the good seasons. Because <laughs> I like murder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I well, really that, engrossed well, Dustin, in a, his watch. <laughs> but Dustin, here's a question. So you, you've you read the book, obviously, because this is yes. a, a favorite of yours. Is the assault... I'm assuming the assault is part of the book. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's 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 in the, that story also. Yes. And yet there is still warmth in it. So much, that. but yeah, and a lot of it is told from her perspective, the daughter's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, then the dad yeah. has. So the dad is the coach, and it's his daughter who sexually assaulted. By the star hockey player. By the star player, mm-hmm. and the dad has to make a decision. The decision is not difficult for him, but. I talk about Friday Night Lights. Light. Friday Night Lights is one of my favorite shows because like Ted Lasso, it's about good people trying to do good things. And in this particular instance, in Beartown, you see good people trying to do good things and suffering the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. like I know. So here's the thing. In Friday Night Lights, <laughs> Coach Taylor was a very good coach but a not great husband. Well, in the second season. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So, bygones. Uh, so, but in Beartown, is there a similar dichotomy between, um, what is it, Peter Anderson? Peter, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Between him being a good coach and a good father? Like, does he do the yes. fatherly thing or does he do the, the responsible for the growth of the downtrodden town thing? No, he does the fatherly thing, and that's why he suffers the consequences. For it, and that's what's amazing about the show is like he suffers the consequences, and so does she. Because she, and I don't want to give too much away, but basically she becomes a pariah, and he becomes a pariah. Yeah. For basically ruining the town's chances. He, however, has an has an exit. He can still make the team, he still has an opportunity to make the team good without the star player. She does not, however, have an opportunity to, like... No, because she's stuck in high school. Right. She can't escape this fate of, like, the whole town blaming her for the hockey team's fate. It's, it's, It's Brock Turner if everyone took Brock's side. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. So uh, here's the thing. And again, I watched the trailer at the end where it kind of projects. Mm -hmm. And so you see scenes and you get hints. And that's where you kind of, if I hadn't had you already tell me this was coming up, I would have seen it, intuited it from this trailer, the the series long trailer. But the pilot episode is... None of this is in... I mean, I understand that they're, they're trying to establish the relationships. Right. Oh, but it's a slog, man. Like the be- I personally, 
I Did really you feel like a slog. That's interesting. I didn't, no, 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 no I didn't like. Well, I loved the first like sixty seconds of the show where it was all aerial shots <laughs> of somebody yeah. chasing someone else through the woods with a gun, and then I loved the last thirty seconds of the show where it was the reveal that the person chasing the other person through the woods with a gun was Maya, the daughter, and she's pointing the gun at um, what's his Kevin, star Kevin, the star player, yeah. hockey player. Um, which I which I understand is the framing device, and that is all the flash forward. But that was the part of the show because again, like you, like you mentioned, like the book may focus more on Maya's perspective, the show doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, I know, and it, and it was so weird. It's very me. weird. Like they have a lot of scenes where you, like they clo- they show her face, but it's while other characters are talking, which I don't think is quite the same as like establishing any sort of agency or you know right i mean the the only the only time we're in her point of view is kind of like there there are a couple scenes where she's making a friend and i don't don't remember the the friend's name offhand but like um where she yeah where she's meeting this friend who uh actually teaches her how to shoot right yeah we know how she learned how to use a gun now how she and probably where she got the gun um yeah no no i was thinking if i had seen this show without having read the book i would not have liked it because it feels very dark and very slow. Yeah. Right. The landscape is beautiful. I think that's I'm also sure. why I like the, the framing. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> this is just gorgeous landscape work. Right. And then so it got... It's interesting, Dustin, that you say that the book has so much warmth. Um, because, because yeah, because it does feel like... Like, I, I understand I understand your, um, your comparison to Friday Night Lights. Because there are moments like that. That kind of have that kind of feel. Like, not... It doesn't permeate the entire show, but like there are mm-hmm. moments here and there of the of the sports of it where it feels like you get the sense of like, oh yeah, this guy could be a good coach and he could he could like get these inspire these kids to you know improve and all that right. stuff. Um, but uh, what it the the rest of it feel and including I'm including the uh, the season trailer in this. Uh, the rest of it feels like a very like bleak Nordic yes. uh, crime drama. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, in a way that that uh, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't. I'm not surprised by, but I wasn't necessarily. Uh, that wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't. I wasn't expecting based on kind of like the way that you speak about the book. It wasn't Friday Night Lights. Yeah. No, and 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 the book was not a bleak drama, and I really I liked the show a lot because I I know what's going to happen, and I also like bleak dramas, but it's not the book. It's Except how, that the details are the same. It's just the tone is completely different. How mm-hmm. um, how many episodes is it? Like five episodes? Five, yeah. So that was the other thing that surprised me was like, they don't have that many episodes. So the idea that like they, they took one fifth of the runtime just on setup and we don't get to the catalyzing event, unless right. I guess that isn't the catalyzing right. event, which I think is interesting. Well, it's not even clear to me if... Um, the season, the five episodes includes the sequel to the book. There were two, there were two books. Oh, oh! And wow, the second old. book covered the aftermath of what happens um, when she's got the gun. Oh, does she not shoot him? Well, I'm not gonna. I mean, we see, we know yet. the gun goes off. We don't see mm-hmm. him dead. Right, and the interesting thing about the book is, like Kevin, the star hockey player. He's like presented as I, I don't know if he's completely presented as a terrible person yet. He's he's sympathetic so far because you see yeah, how terrible his father is. 
Right. 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 And, and that's 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 the book too. The book is like, oh, he did this horrible, horrible thing, but you don't completely hate him because you understand that he comes from horrible people, and it was sort of like. But there's also an interesting inevitable. thing that happens in the sh- at least in that sh- again in that trailer, but. I think it's actually Peter, the coach, who says something to him, like, if there's something you want, you need to grab it. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. seize it or whatever. And it's like, knowing the contact, like, what's going to happen? It's like, in that case, that's uh, not even his father driving him to succeed. That's the coach kind of, right. again, propping up that culture of the right. the dominant, right. you know, in that case, like, you know, I don't know how it's going to play out in context of the whole show, but like... Yeah, that's that's the father of the girl <laughs> planting the seed of like you can take whatever you want, right? To the sports star. So. Yeah, that is probably not a good message to send. To well, no, but I, I'm, but it's an interesting, right? You know the way that we kind of idolize or you know yeah prop up. I don't know. I I am interested in it. I do think that I'm a little bit like that. The the first episode. It was, it was, yeah, for me, it was kind of... It was slow, man. Slow and dark. It but was... I, let me just tell you, and I, I want to tease the second episode. <laughs> Have you already watched it? I, I haven't seen the second episode, but from what I remember of the book, um, she's uh, sexually assaulted at a party. Yes. And it is witnessed by another kid who is younger. But he's like, um, he's... I don't remember. He's, he, I think he's a. He's from a very poor family. Yeah. He's also very good at hockey, and um, he ends up becoming. He's in love with Maya. Like legit in love with Maya. We see him Maya. in the first episode, right? Like in the yeah. cafeteria or something. Yeah, but he ends up becoming sort of the replacement for Kevin and then Peter has to try to win with this sort of like poor guy from on the other side of the tracks it's sort of a rocky thing going on yeah but in the background of all of this is still what's going on with Maya yeah I mean like it's hard you don't want to treat this on television the way it might you might be able to do in a book because if you do it on television, it might feel dismissive, even though it's not at all in the book dismissive, because you are seeing it all from her perspective. I think that's actually what worries me is like in the book, like so far on the show, we haven't seen really a whole lot of her perspective at all. And I think that's where I'm not saying like the show is doing a bad job. I'm just real... I'm yeah, I'm curious I, if they're going to build that up because if they do try to tell this this kind of story and keep it focused on the coach that would be bad. Right. Right, so, then it starts to feel like a prop. Right. right. Or like a like a dramatic like a choice for to to affect him as a character rather than being about and her. I well my whole I've read the two books and I can't really separate them at this point. But, like, I know that the second book, Peter becomes a minor character, and it's Maya's story. Story, yeah. Right. So was there the framing? Like, when you're reading the books, do you know from the outset that at some point she's 
pointing a gun at him? No. Okay. I mean, that happens, but it's not a framing device. I mean, because honestly, that felt like it was absolutely necessary to that pilot. Because if you did not have that framing device, there was no hint the whole time that anything bad was going to happen. Right. right. If you, Without that, then you would watch this pilot and be like, oh, okay, it's Friday Night Lights. And then you'd get yeah. to two or three well, or what's interesting about you'd be that, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the book is that it opens on Kevin just shooting uh, pucks into the goal over and over and over and over. And like the book tells the story of this town while he's shooting the go- the yeah. box into the goal over and over and over. So it's more about, like, this small town and the community and what it, hockey means to the town. and How downtrodden it is and how it needs the economic right. pickup and the, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it continues. I'm glad that I have you to talk to about it because if I didn't see your enthusiasm, there's no way you'd watch it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I'm probably not going to keep watching it, probably. but I'm much more interested in it knowing. But it does seem like a Dan it. show. In the book, at least, would be a total Dan show. Right. I mean, I again, I have the book. Uh, haven't haven't read it, but it it is there. Um, and let me reiterate, if there was a version of the story that involved more aerial shots through the wilderness while somebody chases somebody else with a gun, sure, that would 100% be a Tory show. <laughs> Those first 60 seconds were beautiful. So it could turn into a Tory show. Right. I mean, if they like do could. a real extended in-depth hunting sequence at the end right. with her, like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board. Like, tell me that's happening. I'll binge it. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I don't think. Don't ruin this for me. I'm sorry. Anyway, it was really pretty. I will keep the two of you posted. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I am curious how they handle this. In case it yeah. finds any warmth whatsoever. Or if it doesn't, but like that's the problem. Or if it right. manages to do its own thing. Like I don't know. It's too early I mean, to that's tell. That's fair too. Yeah. But man, I don't know. Anyway, because it, I'm sorry, but it seems like if you're going to, if you have five episodes, and I, I understand the importance of the setup, but they could have cut the entire bit about him being hired to coach the adult team and realizing that they suck and then deciding to take over the junior league. Right. For time, I it's like just have him show up to coach the kid team. Like, what does that does that story element come into play in in explaining this town? A little bit because the guy that replaces them is younger than everybody. But also, I think it's part of it is because we don't understand how hockey works in other in Europe. I think that's part of it. Like, I'm, I'm from Vermont. I understand how hockey works. <laughs> I mean, everyone no, plays hockey. It's not the playing, it's how the structure of the teams work. Oh, okay. Like, uh, you know, and it's the same thing in soccer. There's like a billion soccer teams, but, and you know, in Ted Lasso at the end, where they're like saying uh, that they're going to get, what's the word? Relegated. 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 Did you understand that before yes. then? See, I didn't. 
And I was like, I was like Ted Lasso. I did not know what relegated meant. And I think that uh, in this particular instance, this hockey, hockey team has been re relegated to the bottom. And they're trying to find a way back up. Yeah. Bear town. Bear town. <laughs> All right. Well, keep us posted. Yeah. Um, I think I will keep watching um, Sorry. myself, but it's a... Uh, I think you should, because I think it's, well, the book is your kind of book. I promise you. Right. Again, I'm, I, I, I would like to read it. There is a stack of books staring at me that I, uh, grows ever taller and it becomes more and more intimidating. What other books are in your stack? Uh, let's see. Uh, I just got Detective China. Oh, uh, is that what it's called? Hang on. Let me look. Um, oh, Interior Chinatown by Charles Yu. I read that. Oh. That was pretty good. That's I hear good. it's really good. Um, They're making it into a TV show? Yep. Um, he also wrote on Lodge 49. Uh, oh, did he? Oh, wow. No big deal. Um, I like that you almost called it Detective Chinatown. <laughs> I, well, well, Detective Chinatown's the, the movie that we the, talked about last right. week. Um, uh, Detective I Chinatown 3, the book a lot. I, I didn't. I didn't like the way it was, it was um, told. The, you didn't the like the way what was told? The structure of that book. It's, it's told like a screenplay. Uh, like interior Chinatown. Yeah, and uh, it sounds like you got a. It, what, what do you have against Asians, Dustin? <laughs> I like the story. I didn't like how it was written. <laughs> I didn't like that it was t written in a screenplay structure. Are you, are you sure that's what was bothering you, Dustin? Uh, the... Yeah. <laughs> this is a television podcast. I mean, there are screenplays involved, like that's there are true. scripts. Yeah. Uh, what else is in my, uh, there's a book called Running the Light by Sam Tal uh, Talent, which mm -hmm. is a, it's about, uh, it's a fictional, uh, story set in the world of stand-up somehow. Um, oh, I hear it's very good. Yeah. Um, it's a book called Stealing Home, which is about how the Dodgers, uh, basically. Stars Mark Harmon. Uh, no, it's about how, how they, they uh, uprooted families from uh, Chavez Ravine to build the stadium and uh, the uh, kind of generational trauma that that caused. But um, went to read that. A uh, couple other books. Oh, yeah. wow. Mark Harmon, Jodie Foster, and the uh, movie Ceiling Home. Not the same. Not the same no, I story. Know. But, I know. Uh, yeah, so anyway, what I'm saying is that I have too many books that I have piled up that I haven't read because I have been busy watching WandaVision. <laughs> there we go. Found the segue. Uh, we're, we're near the end of WandaVision. Um, yeah, one more episode. Is that one true? More episode? One more episode? Yeah, this week. Yep. This Nine week. episode season. This week will be the season finale, uh, maybe series finale because who knows it seems like it's heading towards some sort of concrete end. It, yeah, um, it probably will be a concrete end. Even if there is another Wanda show, it will not be WandaVision as we've seen it. Right. Uh, and this week's episode focused on Wanda's past and let us, kind of gave us a lot of context into her character that uh, the movies didn't provide also. Right. Um, so that was... Uh, I, I don't know. It was impressive. I was. I enjoyed it. Um, 
Also, it gave a heavy dose of uh, uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, which was great. Agatha being Agatha. Agatha being Agatha. Um, So here's a question. So, like, obviously Twitter had its whole, like, opposite reactions and everyone being upset with each other. And because this was on the surface, you know, it was kind of the backstory episode. It was the the fill-in-the-blanks episode. Uh, There were a lot of people who felt like it maybe should have come earlier or was not necessarily not necessary at this stage of the game as the penultimate episode. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was curious to get your thoughts. Like, did it feel like it was too much of a a break in the the story um, as it was progressing? Or do you think you like, did it make sense at this stage? Uh, Well, to me, it's, it's interesting because it's, I feel like if you're very connected to, the discourse so like you're reading recaps you're digging you know into like easter eggs and like looking at you know digesting other media about what the show is about right then it will feel it could feel extraneous because a lot of you know a lot of the smart um uh uh, critics who have been writing about the show have been talking about how the show is fundamentally about uh, Wanda's trauma and, you know, how all of this is like, like that this is, this is an exploration of that and, you know, showing all the signs of that. And so if you're engaged in that level of thought, then this is very, it feels very obvious because this is the show showing you like, this is all the trauma she's been through. Yeah. Like let's go into the past and witness every single thing. And literally like ask, is this why you're so powerful because of this bad thing that happened to you? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, if you're not engaged with that, then I think I think it was I think it was really well executed. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I read. I, I don't know how deep I dig personally, but like I read, you know, critics and think pieces and stuff like that. So so it, it wasn't none of it was surprising. Yeah. But it was. I thought it was a really well executed, like the whole show, like uh, it, it kind of like the larger show in general most of the turns aren't that surprising. Like when they're explained, it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right. But it's like much of the show, it's executed so well that I'm enjoying it regardless. And I'm not, it doesn't put me off that I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, And I I also kind of, where I, you know, I think that it was trying to make explicit, like tracing through her history and stuff like that. And I can understand maybe that being a criticism as being, you know, so sort of, and now we will lay out all of the cards. But for me, it also, one thing that the show, it always struck me that the show really kind of was behaving like therapy. Mm -hmm. Like this is a woman in denial and the show is kind of setting her up, but also, you know, putting into place the tools that will slowly dismantle it. Like you're watching not only, it's not so much why she's, she is that way, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's that she is. And what will it take to make her kind of accept reality? Right. Um, and as with that, it felt like, yeah, this is that next logical progression. Let's go through your history and look at like why you might've felt the need to resort to this. And it was Agatha, not as a villain, but really as kind of the therapist role. Mm -hmm. Um, so fitting in with the theme of kind of, you know, mental health, it, it, to me, the whole thing, I was just like, oh, this is therapy. Like, right. <laughs> this, is, this isn't the backstory filler episode. This is literally like, 
this is therapy. Right. Um, and I, uh, and so I appreciated it on that level because it, it didn't feel like a departure from the show. It really felt, you know, in keeping with those themes that it's been pursuing the whole time. Right. Um, and even, even within the structure of the, the show itself, I mean, it, it, uh, earlier in the season, we had a kind of like a recappy episode where, uh, when we were outside the show with, yeah. um, uh, Darcy and Jimmy Woo Darcy, and yeah, yeah and like and it, it caught us up on, you know, how we got to this point. Um, yeah, and not I, I, not that they serve the same function, but I just mean that like it's even within the language of this season, it's not that unexpected. To yeah, like that this. was the um, meanwhile episode, and right. this is the uh, the rerun episode. This is the like I think they say it that way. Like, let's go through your reruns. Like, we're right. going to go through your past and like. Uh, I want, so the nerdy stuff, um, that came out of this episode, uh, basically like, I think one of the, one of the big things is establishing that all of the MCU has treated, uh, the Hydra experimentation on Wanda as the source of her powers. And this was sort of, and there's always been hints, obviously, because anyone who read the comics knows that she's a mutant. <laughs> and right. like we knew, and we knew for business reasons that she could not be a mutant in the MCU right. because that was a Fox thing. And now that is not a problem. And while it seems like they've uh, explained away the, the presence of, of the Fox Pietro Quicksilver um, as being sort of like a manifestation of Agatha, like she got involved. Um, so that's probably, it's not. Like, that may not be the introduction of the X-Men into uh, the MCU. They do seem to be laying the groundwork for the fact that Wanda had some sort of power that the Hydra experimentation with one of the Infinity Stones um, on her, that amplified it, but it right. it was already there. There's a reason why she and her brother survived those experiments when no one else did. Right. Um, and they haven't, again... Wait, 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 what is that reason? Well... They haven't said mutant, but they did. Um, oh, oh okay, they okay. essentially they established that like there was she was at least at the very least already a witch. She just didn't right. know it. Cause right, because whole... even when when the uh, when their parents died, right, um, she had been she didn't know that she was doing it, but she she had protected them yeah. uh, from the bomb. And in the comics, her power initially is um, those hexes that she casts are, are probability magic. Mm-hmm. So she can control the probability of events. So make things make things happen that are unlikely to happen, or things that are more likely to happen. She can reduce the pop probability. So in the case of that bet that scene when she was a kid, that bomb should have gone off. Mm-hmm. It was a complete fluke that it was a a dud that landed in her living room, and it was Agatha kind of going like, "No, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not a fluke. You did that." <laughs> Like, you know, you worked, you manipulated the probability. Um, So at the very least, she's a witch. It's the whether they're going to take the next leap and say, like, and also she has her powers because she's a mutant. Right. We don't know yet. Um, Her being a witch doesn't explain Quicksilver. And we do know that he also survived those experiments because of something innate to him. So. Well, we also learn that about that Pietro is fake. Right. Yeah. So Agatha. Which was a bummer, I thought. I know. 
Yeah, it's like they're dangling the mutant thing, but also like that could have been the explicit introduction of the X-Men into this and they wrote it off. So I'm a li- that is a little bit of a bummer. I-, I wanted him to stick around, generally. But he's also not... Um... Wait. Is he fake fake? Well, they call him Fietro. Fake. Right. Yeah. But they didn't... There's no... It doesn't mean that he'll cease to be, but... Right. It seems like... But he, he's... It's not like he's... It's not like he doesn't exist. Right. Like, he is a real... Within the world of the show, he is a real person, But he's controlled by Agatha. Right, right. And was sent there to mess with... Right. Wanda. Because he is not her brother. Okay. Um, yeah. So Agatha made her own Pietro. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So Evan Peters will not be in the... I, that I don't know. But it could be, because if they win the day uh, in the next episode, and then um, he's released from her control, then he could still be her brother, but like the... Reality, yeah, reality could have rewritten. Because that's the other thing. So they kind of explain that she's like the Scarlet Witch. And so I think it's all looping into this idea of like um, Nexus beings. And so she, if she decides to just rewrite reality permanently, maybe she could. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does seem like Agatha may have manipulated the situation, but Pietro is, whether he's the Fox version or or what is going on. (laughs) Like he is physically there right Right now. He's under her control, but what happens when all of that is stripped away? We don't know. Right. Um, But if you bring in Evan Peters, doesn't that mean you have to bring in James McAvoy? And I mean, one would fucking hope, but (laughs) you know, I don't, well, I mean, I don't, I want that. Very much, because I really am, not all of them, but I am very much tied to the James McAvoy, uh, uh, Professor Xavier, and, and, and Fassbender. And Lawrence, too, yeah. and Nicholas Holt. And yeah, I mean, some of those cast members are wonderful. Some of them, you know, like, okay, they just kind of, it doesn't matter. But Sure. Yeah. McAvoy was great because he really captured the fact that, and part of it was the writing, but what I do appreciate about the latter day X-Men movies is that they really, they leaned into the fact that uh, Xavier was not this sort of like genial good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that was basically the overarching plot of all of the most recent X-Men movies is like him kind of being a dick. Right. Um and McAvoy played it perfectly, so I don't know. Um, and I mean, they're still making Deadpool movies. Like, there's no reason this sure, couldn't yeah. all get folded into Marvel. They own everything. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I hope I hope Evan Peters sticks around, though. Even if no, nobody else does, like just having his Quicksilver. Like, I just I, sure. I appreciate yeah, that. He was a good Quicksilver. He was a good one. Um, the other big thing is that we found out that uh, Wanda, despite the kind of mislead that we had earlier in the season, she did not steal Vision. Right. She wanted to bury him, but she left the sword facility without him. And so that was kind of the reveal of what Hayward... Hay, is that his name? 
that sounds right. The the Dick Sword guy. Um, yeah. yeah. What he what he <laughs> Dick Sword. Dick Sword. <laughs> uh, what he's been working on. So he. Yeah, so she didn't steal Vision. She basically, when she took over Westview, uh, part of the fabric of her, like, creation was actually constructing a brand new Vision. So that explains why he doesn't remember the events of the Avengers movies. He doesn't remember dying, but he does mm-hmm. remember his relationship with her. Because right. he, she created him. Like, he is her Vision of Vision. Right. <laughs> um, but it means that the parts of his body still, sword still has them. And so they've been, because they've been trying to reconstruct him as a weapon. Right. And in this episode, they all, we also see them succeed in bringing him back online using uh, residual Wanda power from right. that drone or that bomb or whatever um, that she sent back out to them. So... We're going to have, so in the finale, we're going to have two visions and the, the reconstructed, repowered vision, uh, is all white, which is, uh, notable from the comics because, uh, there was a whole storyline, I think in like the eighties where he was reconstructed and rebooted and he lost all of his emotions. So he like remembered Wanda, but he was no longer in love with her because he no longer had the capacity for love. So mm-hmm. I think part of this is going to be you're going to have the the idealized version of vision that she has created and the physical vision who no longer has the we don't I don't know about memories but he doesn't have the emotional component that he had right. and what and so that's really the question going into the finale is not just what's going to happen to Westview but what's going to happen with these two visions like what the what's going to play out there. Um, and one of the theories is that Jimmy Wu, who again was drawn to Westview because he was pursuing a missing persons report. And we've never heard who the missing person is. So one of the theories I've seen bandied around is that it's, uh, that's how they're going to introduce and this is like they don't need to do this because they already created Vision without it. But they they one of the one of the theories is that it's going to be Simon Williams, who was a character called Wonder Man, and Wonder Man was it was his personality that was grafted onto Vision and gave him the ability to have emotions. It was his personality. Um, mm. So when Wanda fell in love with Vision, she was falling in love with this other character's personality in a robot. Mm-hmm. And so when white vision came about, uh, it, part of it was because he refused to let his personality template be used again because he himself, the human fell in love with Wanda. Oh. So there's this whole thing about like, you know, the fact that already the MCU has introduced vision like this and has never mentioned Simon Williams at all or whatever his name is. And, uh, right. Yeah, so that's one of the, you know. But basically, we still don't know who Jimmy Woo was looking for. That's also, right. I forgot about that. Seen the last of um, Vision in the movies? <gasps> huh? No. What? Well, so Vision will be back if he's white Vision? It, well. it's, it feels like there's going to be a showdown that will probably lead to Vision dying 
again because it oh. seems like it, it feels like she has one is going to reach some form of acceptance right which means vision probably is not in existence yeah i mean i think the question Except is that is, the it, other vision is well so i think that's the thing is she going to have to reach a level of acceptance wherein uh vision is alive but is not in love with her and so mm. she has to accept that the relationship has died even if the machine man hasn't right um or is is she going to destroy everything right and, and, or does she just have to kill him does she have to yeah does she have to beat him um because we don't mm. really know what what his programming is also um right now she has created the vision she has made a version of him so is there a way for her to uh to imbue that version with you know can she combine the two uh, can she graft her version of, can she somehow like make her version a, something that can exist outside of her power, you know? Right. Um, I think those are all questions that are, that make it a little tricky to see. Like it will be a showdown, but there's a lot of possible outcomes. Right. <laughs> Cause her power is still like, we're starting to learn a lot more about it, but you know, it's still pretty hard to predict. <laughs> yeah. Also, we still have uh, Monica and uh, is still lurking somewhere. Uh, last time we saw her, I believe, was, wasn't she had been caught by... Uh, by uh, by, by fake, uh, Yeah, Fiatro. Outside of the cellar door, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also the important thing is that Randall Wu is in the second episode of... <laughs> Uh, Young Rock. Uh, Randall Park. Randall Park. It's Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Randall. Randall Park. Jimmy Woo <laughs> will be played by Randall Park. <laughs> Who, Who also plays appears. Randall Park in <laughs> yes. Young Rock. I <laughs> was so relieved when I tuned into the second episode and he was still there. Because if he was not, if they were not still doing that framing device, I was... I really want that show was going to be dead. Really, at this point, the framing device is the show. That's like the reason to watch the show. Because that's the thing. It's like, I understand what The Rock is going for, but it is a little bit. And I don't think he. It's just, it comes off as super arrogant. But but it's okay. But in the context of the framing device, it works because it is undercut by Randall Park being there. So it's almost like it feels like a bit. And right. it, it I salvages want Randall the Park arrogance. to acknowledge that he was Jimmy Woo instead of just an actor. I want him to also somehow connect himself to the MCU. Well, he did acknowledge that he Young played Rock. Kim Jong un in uh, the interview. Yeah. Oh, he, so so well, they, they so, so oh it is in play, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, he is says he was yeah. an actor who became a journalist, yeah. just the same right. way that yeah. The Rock was an actor who became a politician. Oof. <laughs> I do wish they would fill in his backstory and it turns out that Jimmy Woo becomes like the next Nick Fury and like is in a whole bunch of MCU movies and then like they kill him off and then he becomes a journalist. <laughs> like, that would be amazing. I just, I'm here for the extended Jimmy Woo universe because it's, it's in the comics. We could do it. Just use him. <laughs> I think about it a lot. <laughs> I've written about it for the site. Like two, three years ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's WandaVision. So, yeah, I, I also want, mostly at this point, my big question for the finale is, 
is it going to still be a half an hour, or are they going to drag that shit out? Oh, they're going to. They have to. I mean, haven't they already? So. Haven't they already had like forty-minute episodes a couple times already? Have they? But like the credits are like fifteen minutes, so you, you never know. Yeah. Right, but you have to watch the credits because they sometimes have credit a, scenes. yeah. Right. What do you guys want to see in the finale, or do you have any questions left that you like want answered? I want to see. I, I actually just want a satisfying ending for... Th- like, I, I would like for this show to feel complete and not just feel like a launching point for uh, Doctor Strange, which I know I know it is. So that's, right. the th- that's the problem, is that, like, you know, they've already said one is going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie, and so, like, it's... I, I just want this show to stand on its own in a way... That, and I think they can do it. It's just a matter of, like, day. if that's what they want. <laughs> The problem with that, Dan, is that that would probably mean that Catherine Hahn would not then end up in the uh, MCU. And I want her to continue. I think she will. No, I think there's a way that they could end up... Because even her antagonism over the course of the season, it's not she wants to destroy Wanda. It's she wants to understand why Wanda's so powerful. Right. So... She's an she's an enemy, but she's not an enemy like I'm going to kill you. Um, so I could see them joining forces against uh, evil uh, sword vision. Yeah. Um, or ju- or just Agatha managing to flit off into the night as a continuously yeah. ambiguous character. Yeah. You know. Um. <sighs> yeah, I, that's what I like about. I do appreciate that they have not established her as an obvious, like, evil-plotting villain. It's like she right. she may want power, but right now she's just kind of on a fact-finding mission, and it ends right. up working in Wanda's benefit because she's she's helping actualize Wanda <laughs> about a lot of things that she didn't understand about herself. So if right. Wanda realizes that she's a witch, like, Agatha will be in a position to train her, even if she's doing it for self-serving interests. So I actually think the door is very much open unless they do the whole reveal that Agatha is working with Mephisto or, or there's a bigger bad behind Agatha. But I feel like revealing that in the last episode, they w- I feel like they should have already revealed it if they were going to. I don't know. The, the, only, the only way I could see them revealing that is if, that, if, the, is if that's essentially the post-credit sequence leading into like that if it's Mephisto as an example, then like then Mephisto is clearly going to be the big bad for, for the, the Doctor movie. Strange movie. Yeah. yeah, and that would be, I would be fine with that. Yeah. I also, here's the other thing. I, I appreciate what you're saying about like, I want this show to feel complete without it necessarily just being like a cliffhanger and tune into the movie. Right. Um, but on the other hand, I can fully say I am much more excited about the movie right now than I was before WandaVision started. Oh yeah, and I That's still, I true. still concretely do not know anything more about the plot of uh, Doctor Strange and the multiverse, multiverse of madness, of, or yeah. <laughs> whatever. I know it's directed by Sam Raimi. I think he's a great choice. I don't know anything about the plot, um, other than that Wanda will be in it. But I am much more looking forward to it now than I was before. So it's in that sense, the show's working. Right. I'll watch that movie. When does it come out? Uh, <laughs> who knows? How long do I have to wait? Uh. You know what? Uh, we we the wait's almost over, though. Is uh, 
shortly after the rabbit game now. No, uh, we've we've actually gone too long. I feel like it's uh, probably, huh. Huh. probably it's a bad <laughs> idea. But interesting. But the uh, no, I was going to say, uh, once WandaVision ends, a new show will come to Disney Plus very soon. Yep. in just a few short weeks, and it is uh, the Mighty Ducks sequel. Woohoo! That was not the bird I was thinking you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obviously, we're all we're all very excited for the. We we talked about Bear Town, so you know we're big hockey fans here on Pod Jiba, clearly. Uh, and uh, ga- the Mighty Ducks game changers. Uh, Lauren Graham is a working mom trying to make you know trying to keep her kid happy, and he gets kicked off the team by uh, Jonesy or Shorzy, whichever one he is from Letterkenny. I forget which one is which. Uh, <laughs> and the ducks are evil now. Like, they're the bad guys. And then and then Gordon Bombay comes in to save the day. And uh, and in hockey. That's what, what else do you need? Ducks. I want more ducks. Well, the ducks are the bad guys. So you're going to get a like lot of No, actual them. physical ducks. Um, they're, they're, they'll They'll use the flying V. Do they have a duck mascot who's a duck? Uh, they don't. But now that makes me think, Tori, did you ever watch the Mighty Ducks cartoon? No. Okay, so after the Mighty Ducks movie was made, <laughs> then they started a real-life hockey team, which is still in Anaheim. Uh, but it was originally owned by Disney, which is why it was, like, the Mighty Ducks. Um, yeah. But... Uh, but they also had a short-lived cartoon Mighty Ducks series where they were crime-fighting human-sized ducks that also played hockey. So it was the... So it was like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I was going to say Ninja ducks. Turtles, but with ducks and hockey. Yeah, and hockey. That's amazing. I don't think it was very good, but I do yeah. remember watching it. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? It's ducks. Right. Crime-fighting yeah. ducks. Who play hockey? Who play hockey? Got everything you need. Oh, and now I'm just remembering that DuckTales is ending. Mm. They fight crime. I don't think they play hockey, though. Mm-mm. Also, they don't really fight crime. They just kind of get embroiled <laughs> in hijinks. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll get over it. But you have, like, a whole season still, right, to watch? Yeah, because it's not on goddamn Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Dan... Salt in the wound. No, I'm saying that you have so many episodes left. Yeah, but it also means I can't cover the finale because I can't. I haven't seen the goddamn season. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm sure we can find you a Disney login somewhere, right? I don't know. I have Disney's. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to have a cable login to use mm-hmm. Disney now because I have Disney have now, a, but most of the episodes are It's only on Disney now? Reputable cable <sighs> provider. Yeah. Someone good, strong, American company. Yeah. You know, with uh, perhaps Spectrum. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, you know, just, maybe. Just if, they're, if, they're, if they're in your area. <laughs> they are not. Nothing is in my area. <laughs> <laughs> I barely have electricity. <laughs> but you, you you did have electricity for the entire episode and so Don't drink it. We haven't done the sign off. <laughs> well, I'm that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to get us there. <laughs> trying to guide us to the sign off. Cuz I feel like we've we've talked for quite a while. We have. We started um, early. We did start early and still end uh pretty Around late, the same time. Slightly earlier, but um 
yeah, that's probably enough episode. Uh, I it's gonna be long, and I'm uh, I'm officially deciding now. I am not gonna cut in the uh, stuff we said about real world. So that's you don't gonna get be, the real world stuff. Yeah, um, it was unless, really it was gold, people. It was very unless insightful. It, I learned a it, lot. I one of that may, may or may not be true, um, but. Uh, <laughs> We'll, uh, you'll never know. Or maybe you will. Who knows? Maybe it'll pop up someday. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, release that's a real-world preview someday. <laughs> or, you know, we could we could do the secret track thing, which wouldn't be a secret because I just said secret track, but we did talk about that. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think the real world coverage is good enough for a secret track. <laughs> Most secret that. tracks aren't yeah. actually that good. That's the secret. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's true. Um, all right, that's. I'm the gonna secret call track it. on Bon Jovi's album was "Love for Sale." It was not very good. <laughs> love for sale. I got to, love for sale. I got. To, <laughs> that, that now we really have to go because I got to get that out of my brain. Um, we'll be back next week talking about TV, and I'm sure Trader Joe's because it happens every week. Uh, every week, but, uh, every week. But uh, have a good night. Good night. Good night. Love for sale. I got a love for sale. Oh God. <laughs>